Hi ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are finishing up 1 Corinthians with the last two chapters, 15 and 16. Up to this point, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle of the Gentiles, addressed concerns he had heard about the church and questions that the church had asked him. Now he taught a lesson on the resurrection and then ends with instructions, greetings, and closing remarks. Paul started with the gospel, which he had preached to them, and this is what the church stands upon. The first point is that Christ died for our sin according to the scriptures. The Jewish and Christian faith is not based on opinion or something made up, but it is documented from books spanning over a thousand years old. The Jews and the Christians are people of the book. The next point was that he was buried and raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection was foretold, and Jesus fulfilled the law and the prophets. The third point, there are people who can testify that they have seen Jesus alive after his death. Paul listed Cephas, which is another name for Peter, then to the twelve disciples. Keep in mind, Judas killed himself, and in Acts chapter 1 verse 26, Matthias was chosen to take his place. Paul then mentions something that Acts does not. Jesus appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of which were still alive when this letter was written. Then James, Jesus' half-brother, who became the leader of the church in Jerusalem, then to all the apostles, probably the others who walked with Jesus, and then last of all was Paul, who said in verses 8 through 10, And last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared to me also, for I am the least of the apostles and not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me did not prove vain, but I labored even more than all of them Yet not I, but the grace of God within me. After Paul laid this foundation, he asked, How do some among you say then that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not raised. And what is the point of all of this? If he did not raise from the dead, then that makes us all liars. If he did not rise, then our faith is worthless. We are still in our sins, verse 17. And those that are dead are just dead. Then verse 19 reads, If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. In verses 20 through 28, Paul explained that Jesus did rise from the grave, and in the first Adam we have all sinned, but in Christ, the last Adam, we have all been made alive. He then explained that those who are physically dead in Christ are the first fruits, and after that, when he comes again, those who are in Christ and are alive will be gathered, and then comes the end, verse 24. 
At that time, Jesus will hand over the kingdom to the God and Father so that God may be all in all. Verse 28. Paul then continued in verses 29 through 34 that because of his boasting in the Lord Jesus, that is why he is in danger every hour. And he said, I die daily. Verses 35 through 41, Paul addressed, how are the dead raised? And with what kind of body do they have? He gave the example of a plant that must die first before it can grow and bloom. He then explained about different types of flesh, such as the flesh of men, of beast, of bird, and then of fish. He expounded and said, and then there are earthly bodies and then heavenly bodies. He then referenced some of the heavenly ones, such as the sun, the moon, and the stars, and how they each have a different glory. Verses 42 through 49. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in perishable body. It is raised in imperishable body. That's a difference, number one. Number two, it is sown in dishonor, but it is raised in glory. Number three, it is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Number four, it is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. Then he quotes from Genesis 2. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. Then he adds, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Verse 45. Adam was first and was of the earth, but Jesus was second and was from heaven. Verse 49 reads, Just as we have borne the image of the earthy, we will also bear the image of the heavenly. The last paragraph of chapter 15, verses 50 through 58, covers the mystery of the gospel. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, but not all believers will fall asleep. Not all will die in the flesh, but all will be changed because the perishable bodies will take on the imperishable bodies. The mortal bodies must put on immortality. When that happens, then the saying will be complete. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? This is from Hosea chapter 13, verse 14. It is sin that gives that sting of death. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Verses 57 and 58. Chapter 16, verses 1 through 4, Paul addressed their offering to help the Jerusalem church and said, when they meet every first day of the week, Sunday, which was the day of the week that Jesus arose, they were to collect an offering and then they could send a few people with Paul to deliver it to Jerusalem. In verses 5 through 11, Paul said he would stay in Ephesus until Pentecost, and then he planned on going to Corinth and possibly stay a while during the winter. He encouraged the church to welcome Timothy if he got there, and there are hopes that Apollos will visit them soon. Verses 13 and 14 read, Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, 
Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Paul then mentioned the household of Stephanus and how thankful Paul was for Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaicus because they refreshed his spirit and they probably were the ones that brought the Corinthian letter to Paul. Paul then ends his letter, verses 19 through 24, by sending greetings from the churches of Asia. Aquila and Priscilla, or Prisca, send greetings, and all the church that meets in their home. All the brothers greet you. He encouraged them to greet one another with a holy kiss. I always think of how Italians greet by kissing cheek to cheek. Paul then wrote his greeting himself instead of having the scribe do it. Many people believe that Paul struggled with poor eyesight, and that was one of the reasons why he did not pen his own letters. Paul declared, If anyone does not love the Lord, he is to be accursed. Maranatha. According to the Zondervan Illustrated Bible Backgrounds Commentary, Maranatha is Aramaic, and the Greek translation means, Come, O Lord, page 88 of that commentary. Paul blessed them with the grace of the Lord Jesus and his love in Christ Jesus. Amen. So ladies, what jumped out at you today? Can you say like Paul, but by the grace of God, I am what I am? You are not a mistake. So can you accept yourself and how God created you? Are you working for the Lord? If yes, then it is not in vain. The Lord knows what you are doing for him even if no one else seems to. So keep it up. Or do you need to be alert? Are you standing firm in the faith? We can be strong in the Lord. And let me ask you this. Do you do everything in love? I think we all can improve on that one. Today, if you have heard his voice, please don't harden your heart. Instead, let's be women who hear and obey and hope until the Lord Jesus comes again. Until next time, and thanks so much for listening.